TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hi, this is Noelle Brown, also known as Mama Brown, and you're listening to The Jake Brown Show. Hi, this is Bob Brown, father of Jake Brown. I think if it's not the mailman, it's me. And you'll listen to The Jake Brown Show. And welcome to The Jake Brown Show. CBS Radio is played on iTunes and Spotify is where you find us. Jake Brown Radio, Jake Brown Show on social media. A special edition of the program and a first, it is the Brown family in the building, the entire clan in the building for a special episode. Uh, Noel Brown, Papa Brown, Bob Brown, Ben Brown on video over there, and Robert Brown, the board operator. Um, welcome to the show, guys. How you doing? We're doing great, Jake. How are you doing? Good. How you doing, Dad? It's great to be here. We're excited to be in the famous studio of the Taz Show and the Jake Brown Show. Rob, how you doing? It's good to be back running the boards, the board man. Board man Rob Brown. Ben, how's it going? I'm doing fantastic over here operating camera. Facebook Live over there. and Happy birthday, Dad. It's your birthday Thank today, you. the big 5'8", right? Yeah, 39, don't tell him. <laughs> um, how's, how's it good as it feel to be in the, uh, the place of work here? Well, it's nice because this is the first time our whole family has been together since 2015. Is it? Yeah, long? you didn't even know it was that long, but that's the last time we were all together. Now, I, I, like, is it hard? It's hard to keep up with all the episodes that come, right? You guys have trouble listening to everyone. Yeah, well, I stopped listening to all of them because I was hearing things that were a little upsetting, so <laughs> I took a little break. <laughs> like, what? like what? Go on. Tell us more. Uh, just different stories about girls, things that went on with girls. <laughs> like what? I, think they wanna, I don't, I don't tell that, those stories at all. Oh, well, what about when you had the date? I listened to that. The girl who was the blind date came in here, and she was like this blind date model. And uh, she was barely talking, and she was like all embarrassed. <laughs> you go close to the mic there. Yeah. Um, so first off, they're, they're here first time, first time ever in all the years. Now, first of all, how you guys have an interesting story of how you guys met, and it involves Pac-Man. Take us back to the... The groovy days of the 80s and the Browns and how it all started. Okay. Um, I was in the assembly on a Thursday night. Now, what is the assembly? We, no one knows what that is. It was a bar that people went to Thursday nights. They had JoJo and Farquhar, these musicians that people went to see, and that's where I met Daddy. It was in Bayside, Queens. Okay, continue. This is more to the story. Um, I said to my friend that I was with Holly, I said, you see that guy over there, I'm gonna marry him. So she said, marry him, you don't even know him. I said, I know, but I'm gonna marry him. So I went over to him and said hello, and he didn't realize he thought I was talking to his friend. So I said, forget it, let's leave, he's not even interested. And then we went outside and she said, let's go back and I wanna see if my friend is here. And then daddy came over to me and he said, could I buy you a drink? And then we played Pac-Man. And, Dad, are you, what's your reaction to this? Or did, was it love at first sight? 
Yes, it was love at first sight. No, it wasn't. Yes, not, it was. Not, 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 it was not. It was love at first sight. He's lying. It wasn't love at first sight for him. It was for me, but not for you. You told us many times it wasn't. Love at first sight. He's lying. Well, I mean, why wasn't it love at first sight? It was love at first sight. I just had to be a little bit cool when I was in the bar. We saw other girls there who knew me. <laughs> now, both of you had were pretty well with the other gender, I feel like. You had a lot of boyfriends back in the day. Bob, you had a lot of girlfriends back in the day. My name's Dad, not Bob. Dad. <laughs> Would you say you both did pretty well with the other gender? Well, Mom was older than me, so she had more experience. I was still relatively young when I met her. So her experience dwarfed mine. She had like 75 boyfriends before oh she met me. Oh, my God. It's a true story. Oh, my God. I didn't say she had sex with 75. I just said she had 75. <laughs> Who was it you dated, Mom? Howie Rose, was it? Or I tell us the Howie Rose story. I never dated Howie Rose. He asked you out, didn't he? Explain the story. Okay, yes. Howie Rose. I was getting my Toyota Celica serviced in Flushing, and I met Howie Rose there, and he asked me for my phone number. And he asked me, he called to ask me out on a date. And daddy was at my apartment when he called. So I had to get off the phone because dad was there. So I never went out with him. So what, you guys were living together he was there? No, I wasn't. No, we weren't living together. It was just I, a lovely just, evening and a lovely morning. I think, <laughs> Jake. Oh, oh, my God. Just think, Jake, you could have been Jake Rose. <laughs> I would have been the next Mets broadcaster. My dream job. And then Bob came along, and his Pac-Man skills took you away, huh? He had very good Pac-Man skills. <laughs> and some other skills, too, that we won't go into right now. Oh, oh man, we're just getting started here on the, uh, on the Jake Brown Show. Now, how long did it take for you guys, once you started talking, how long did it till it was marriage? About three years. I thought you were going to say how long before it was sex, not marriage. Oh, my oh God. <laughs> how long? Okay, so then answer that one. Bob, I'll let I Mom answer that. No, no. Bob's not going to answer that. This is live. So. It's not live. It's memorized. No, live. it's live, Bob. This is live. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Can't edit that out. <laughs> Look how uncomfortable she is. Happy birthday! Um, all right, so how many years? So this, what year was it you started playing Pac? This was 82 or 83? 83. And then 83. you got married in 86? Yes. How did, because I don't think I even know the story, how did he propose to you? I'll tell you. We were in front of Graziano's Italian um, the ravioli, store. ravioli store, and I asked mom outside the ravioli store, would she marry me, and she said yes. But you gave me the ring in the assembly, remember? Yes. We did that on purpose because it was the that's, assembly. That's right. The site of our meeting. We're married 32 years now. Well, is it 32 years? I think it's 32 this, 32 this year. Okay. I well, think we 31. should start talking to the boys. No, I'm st I'm, I run the damn show here. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, so a couple of years it took. You asked her out a ravioli place. What kind of ring was it? How many carrots? What was it? Mm. How many carrots? What do you think? Was One it nice? Carrot? How much? It is right there. Yeah, it's still here. Oh, there One it is. Carrot. It's very expensive. How much did that run you back in 84, 85? $3,000 or $4,000. No. No. How much did it run? It was like 2000 not three or 4000 well, That was a lot of money back then. I know. It's still a lot of money. I was barely making any money. At the time, what were you guys doing? Now, you've always been a teacher, Mom. Now, were you a tutor or a teacher? What were you doing I was then? a teacher then. High school? Junior high school. Were Ridgewood. you a full-time teacher? 
Ridgewood, JHS, Brooklyn. No, Ridgewood, Queens. Ridgewood, Queens. JHS 93. And you're a full-time teacher? Yes. Were you living home? No, I had my own apartment. And Daddy used to come with his convertible to pick me up at school. Oh. And the kids used to come running out over to the car to see him. By the way, and Ben, you got to get his shirt here. Speaking of car here, he looks like he just got out of a transmission change at the AutoZone. Um, Maybe you should get the back too, Ben. Let's <laughs> Don't All right. So, what is your side of this? Your side. What were you doing? Where, where were you at in your well, life? When at I that met time? Mom, I was going to college, so I went back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mom was uh, three and a half years older than me, so I had an older woman, which was nice. Not that much older, but a little bit older. <laughs> and so she had her own place, and uh, we we had a lot of things in common. We, uh, <coughs> we were around the same age, so we grew up in Queens. She grew up in Brooklyn. I grew up in Queens. And so it was just a nice relationship. You know, we had fun, and um, I enjoyed it. That's why I married her, because she was a good person. Thank you. And she was beautiful. Thank you. She still is today. Thank you. <laughs> so... What date, the, the official marriage was what, December 8th, 1985, or 86? 85. 85. 86 comes, you're driving limos, correct? The 86 no, comes I have around. two jobs. I drive limo a part-time, and, I'm, work, and I'm working full-time for, um, for Johnson Controls because I needed two jobs because I had three, uh, you three boys within five years. So I had to work two jobs to help support the family while mom was teaching and raising the boys and raising you guys so you get married december 85 robert brown is produced in june of 86 so were you pregnant before the you the marriage no i can't believe that this is on radio well, it's not the answer, technically the on the radio. Answer, I think we should talk about the hickey on your neck now <laughs> oh, I, no. I think uh, the truth is mom was pregnant but that's not why we got married we were dating almost two and a half years, and we were in love, and um, we decided to tie the knot. I don't know why this is bothering you. This is the life story. This is, it all well, comes what's out. funny about that is nobody really did the math until Robert one day said to Mom, Rob. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's something as a, as a son you don't think about, but, you know. I don't know why you're, why this, you're making it awkward for no reason. We're just talking about life. It's really not a big deal. Let's talk about so, your life. No, we're not. I'm not so not. <laughs> so not it's nine months. So that's why I was curious. I feel now like I'm, doing I'm the Howard math. Stern's mother. <laughs> she calls. She in. did well. For they people. She was their favorite guest. So maybe you'll be everyone's favorite. Guest. I don't know. Recurring <laughs> guest, Noel Brown. Um, already taking shots at at my body right now. Goodness gracious. Uh, this is not. This is just a mark. It's nothing else. Uh, but so so Roberts formed '86. Mets end up winning the World Series at '86. Yes, yeah, so I, I was at, I was actually at the World story. Series driving limo for the uh, son of the Boston Celtics. Drove him to the game. Asked me to go in the game, but I felt too much responsibility to leave the limo outside of Shea. So I uh, waited outside for them. And actually went home and then came back um, during that period of time. So you turned down going to game six and seven to watch the limo. Well, it was game six, and I did that because I felt I wasn't going to leave the car there. It wasn't mine, so I was just the driver. But I was offered to go to the game by the uh, Boston Celtics' son. He said, do you want to come? We have an extra ticket. But I didn't go because... You got to regret that, missing out on no, one I had of the a, best I World had, Series. I ever. had another time where I drove... Uh, um, 
Steve Martin. Jeff Daniels and um, Pacino. Jeff, no, it was Jeff Daniels and uh, not Goldie Hawn, but um, Melanie Griffith. Melanie Griffith. It was Melanie Griffith and Jeff Daniels. I drove them to a softball game that um, Al Pacino was playing in up in New Jersey. That's where he lived. And so then I drove him to Al Pacino's house. And I was waiting outside for them, and Al Pacino popped out of his door and said, hey, you want to come in? And he had his big headband on. He looked just like he does in the movies with that heavy New York accent. And I just didn't want to, again, leave the limo. I probably could have been famous at this point. But, uh, again, I had too much responsibility, and I stayed outside with the car. I didn't even know that story. So you turned down going to Al Pacino's house. To watch the limit. What did you need to watch if you were parked there? Were well, you I leaving? Felt, I felt, you know, I was the driver. I wasn't going to go in the house and start mingling with these movie stars and people. Plus, I was a little bit introverted at the time, so I didn't want to do you it. You guys have never been big party people. Now, Mom, you've never been drunk in your entire life. I didn't. Who said that? I never said oh, that. Oh, that's what you guys have told me. You said maybe no, once in your life I you've been drunk. No, I once, one time I got really drunk. You're not a big drinker, though. I don't like to drink. And dad, you don't let you're not. A, you've been drunk before, I would imagine. When I was younger, I'd party more than mom. Yes. But in the, how old were you? Eighty six. You were fifty five. You were thirty five, thirty six, then. No, 30, 20. 26? Yeah. So in your twenties, you would tw- not party with Al Pacino. That seems like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. I also had Ooh-ha. the guy, who the uh, <laughs> the director for Blazing Saddles, Mel Brooks. And Rob Reiner in the car one night, driving them from the airport back to, back to the hotel. And um, Mel Brooks said to me, "Do you know? Do you any good, know any good songs?" And I said to him, "Yeah, I only like to sing in the shower." He said, "Well, why don't you sing for us now?" And I felt a little embarrassed to do it, so I didn't. But another opportunity with uh, at the time that he was, he just had I think made Blazing Saddles and. He was a very uh, big director, and and Rob Reiner, of course, everybody knows from uh, All in the Family. Mm-hmm. So, um, so those those were. I also drove um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. I've driven um, uh, n- love songs, nothing but love songs. Who sings that? Uh, the one with the big lips. Uh, Carly. Carly Simon. Simon. I drove her. So I Jake was. Jake doesn't know any of these. I people. was pretty I lucky. <laughs> I was pretty about. lucky during the time that I drove limo. It was for the Warner Brothers account. So I, I to me, the, they were just regular people. I didn't think about these movie stars, uh, but I did drive a number of people that were uh, like that. And uh, as far as I was concerned, you know, it was more about how much tip they were going to give me because I needed the cash at the time. And some of them were generous, and some of them weren't. I won't say who was what, but. Uh, that's the way it was. It was a long time ago. Now, you've always known my dream is to be a radio host and do all that and announcer. I assume, Mom, your dream has always been to be a teacher because that's what you pursued your whole yes, life. Yes, that's all I ever wanted to do. And what was your dream when you were younger? Well, you know, I think for me it was it was more about um, kind of like my father, just raising my family, having a good family. And then as I started to get uh, my career going a little bit, um, I just wanted to be successful in whatever I did. And, and that's, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, whether you're a garbage man or the CEO of a company, you should just do the best at what you can. So if you want to be a radio host, you should just be the best radio host you can be and you'll be successful. You didn't, when you were a kid, you didn't have like, I want to be a firefighter or something like that. I think we all wanted to be uh, policemen, firemen. Uh, when I graduated, I went to Pratt Institute in Brooklyn for mechanical engineering. 
and I graduated and I was going to go into the Air Force. I wanted to be an Air Force pilot. Um, and I didn't do it because when they said, what was your vision at the time, we didn't have LASIK sur surgery. My vision was like 2030, and the guy said, well, you have to have perfect vision to be a pilot. He said, but you could fly helicopters, and I decided not to do it. And I worked for, um, I've got a couple of offices, and went, actually took mom to Connecticut with me on one of the interviews for Electric Boat in Groton. But I wound up taking Johnson Controls in Long Island City and working for them for about four and a half, five years. And then that's where I started. Mom, you always talk about whenever we say a name, like, oh, I taught them. I, they were my student. Oh, George. I, I taught him in 84. Do you, is there <laughs> someone that you have taught that had turned out to be famous? Has there been any people that you, I mean, you said you used to tutor Lee Mazzilli, I think? No, I went to school with Lee Mazzilli. I didn't tutor him. He was in my class. Uh, who Was there anyone in your class or that you've taught or tutored? No. I don't think there's anyone that became famous. No one. You don't know any name. I don't think no so. No students? So Lee Mazzilli's the only one? No, he wasn't my student. He was my classmate. I I never tutored anyone that became famous that I that I know of. So you, you were a Brooklyn girl, Jewish from Brooklyn. Did you sell Happy Passover, by the way? Did you used to celebrate um, Jewish holidays with your family? Of course. We had matzah bry every morning for breakfast. What else? Did you celebrate every single holiday? You were yeah. you didn't eat bread, you, Yom Kippur, no, you didn't eat food? Didn't. Of course. That's what we did. How important was religion to you? It was very important. In fact, when I, used to, when I was growing up, I used to write lists of the in order of importance of what I was looking for in a husband. And number one was that he had to be Jewish. So what happened with and Bob? And then I met here? Daddy, and the list Daddy blew out the window. I just... I. It didn't. It didn't. Why did you? Cards. Was he that charming that religion just went out the door? He was very charming. Yes. Name some char. Like what was like a date like that? Dad would, or something he would do that yeah, was, was very romantic. What was the first? We know about how you met. What was the first date post meeting? What did, did he say? All right, let's meet up here. Let's go to dinner. What was it? Uh oh. Uh oh. I don't know if I can remember that. Well, we know oh. Pac Man was a. Um, like, did you guys go out like uh, drinking? You say you didn't drink, but did you go to bars no, and have some no, Shirley Temples or not really? <laughs> <laughs> some soda pop. No. Movies. You guys are obsessed with going to the movies. Did you go to movies we back go in the eighties? A lot of movies. We didn't have a lot of money. So, so what was your go-to date in general then? What you what, did, was it a big restaurant thing? Oh, I know bars? what the go-to. Seems like Netflix and chill to, in the eighties was. We would go to Amore. Jake's favorite oh, place. Oh, I know what we used to tree. do. Now I remember. Thank you for reminding me. We would go to Moray, have pizza, and then we would go to Carvel, and then we would play Pac-Man in the Pathmark Shopping Center in Flushing. I, I still go there every week. That sounds like my... Uh, That's like Jake's every afternoon he's doing that. Basically. We didn't really have a lot of money, so we did things that were inexpensive at the time. Music-wise, did you guys listen to similar music in the 80s? Uh, Daddy liked oldies because he's number five out of six kids. So his older siblings listened to a lot of oldies. I wasn't a big oldies fan. Who did you like? Uh, who did I like? Chicago, um, Elton John, Billy Joel. How was your family tied? What was your relationship with your family like? Not great. Well, your, bro your brothers you were close with, right? Yeah, my brothers and my sister. Mm-hmm. And you, Dad? We were a pretty close-knit family. My mother 
still alive today, 92. Hi, Mom and Dad. Uh, Mom's 92. Oh, I listen to this crap! And Dad's 94. <laughs> so Mom was the matriarch. She was kind of the leader of the family, and Dad was the worker bee. Dad took care of us, made sure we had food on the table every night. So it was a very traditional family. Uh, Mom was Italian. Uh, parents were from Avellino. And Dad was Hungarian uh, and German and Irish. So there was a big mix in our family. But every Sunday, we would have this big Italian meal, and we'd have a big pot of uh, sauce on the stove, and my mom would make uh, either pasta, spaghetti and meatballs, Mac whatever. Macas and balls. Macas Mac and, and balls. balls. Um, and and then everybody you go make cocky after. Yeah, and, every, and, <laughs> and everybody would come over the house. The house was always open. We, we not only had you know the seven or eight of us, we'd have my grandfather live there for a while. Then we'd have cousins come over sometime, my cousin Butch, friends. The house always seemed to be full of people. Uncle Jackie. Uncle J- my Uncle Jackie was yeah, like a second father to me, um, helped me with you know all things that I needed help with because my dad was working. But when dad would come home, my mom would put out, lay out his food after we were finished eating, and my dad would sit there and eat it. and. Um, and sometimes my dad would take me with him to work, and I would actually get one of those union cards and work with him in Manhattan. So I've been working in Manhattan probably since I was 16 years old, and I worked here for my professional career around 20 years before we moved down to uh, North Carolina. All right, the Jake Brown Show here with the Brown family. We're going to end on Facebook Live. We're going to keep the interview going. Make sure you check it out Monday on iTunes Podcast. They call it Apple Podcast now, and Spotify, Stitcher, and Play it. <laughs> slash Jake Brown sign out on there um you have Robert in 86 what made you want to have a second kid was it your original goal to have three kids two kids what what was your original goal I don't think we had a goal I think I think that if Ben would have been a girl I think we would have said we're done Wow, so Jake, you should be thanking Ben. If he wasn't you born, you wouldn't exist. Wow. No, I, I don't know if you I... You were a I, surprise, actually. Really? Oh, no. Let's get this is all Jake. coming out. I don't know any that's, of this. That's not true. The, First of all, that's not, that's not true. Jake was not a surprise. He was a what surprise. What happened was when we had Ben... <laughs> Who do you believe, people? Hold on. <laughs> when we had Ben, we said we wanted to have a girl, so we tried for a girl, and Jake came out. And then I said to Mom, do you want to have another one? She said, no, that's it. But Jake was, we wanted Jake to be a girl because we wanted to have a girl. But because Jake wasn't a girl, we said that's enough. But looking back on it, I think we could add a few more. But I think mom just felt uncomfortable at that time. Uncomfortable? I mean, how many kids could we have? Uh, Daddy said, let's try one more time for the girl. Right, so Jake wasn't a and mistake. And I said, I didn't say a mistake. How could he be a mistake? Look at how beautiful he is. <sighs> I said a surprise. A, mis- a surprise is not a mistake. But I don't think he was a surprise. He was a surprise. How so? What do you mean? I was well, I, uh, we wanted to have a girl, so we said we're going to try one more time to have well, a girl. No, you know what We happened? never use contraception, so, you know. Oh, my God. This is TMI. Oh, my God. I didn't record that. <laughs> okay. First of all, is it, the difference is a surprise. We wouldn't have had a baby right away. Because Benjamin, Benjamin was just born when I got pregnant with Jake. We just had a baby. So basically had two babies at the same time. You know, 15 months and apart. One top, right, but that's, that's pretty close. Well, listen, my parents had six kids, so you can't. But Daddy said, let's try one more time for the girl after Jake was born. And I said, my luck, I'll get pregnant with 
triplet, boy triplets, and then we'll have almost enough for a basketball team. So I said, you try with someone else and let me know how you do, because that was enough for me. Three kids. It's plenty. After the first two kids, or after the first and the second, you told the story of when you got out that uh, me, uh, Mrs. Brown, you have a lovely daughter, would come out, come on. Oh, car. yeah. I knew that you were a girl because when I got pregnant. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the first, as soon as I found out I was pregnant, I turned the radio on and uh, Mrs. Brown, you've got a lovely daughter, came on the radio. So I knew that you were a girl, but obviously I was mistaken. <laughs> Um, how tough was it raising three kids when we were younger? No, I wasn't really tough. You were all very good boys. I wouldn't say it was tough at well, all. Let's keep in mind, too, the five of us grew up in Queens in a tiny little apartment. One bathroom apartment. One bathroom. Me and Ben uh, shared bunk beds. It was a it was an interesting experience. But yeah, and in terms of that, was it difficult financially? Because, I mean, it's oh, tough. Oh, yeah, it was difficult financially. Mm -hmm. And then... Yeah. Dad, you got the job in I think it was Westchester, and then we moved to Connecticut. So we lived in Little Neck in the same apartment, ninety one to ninety eight. You're from College Point, Queens. You're from Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn. Um, you're in that small apartment, one bathroom. We had Robert and Ben. I think had bunk bed. I might have had a room. Ben threw me in the dryer once. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Ben, I was hoping that would come up. Yeah, ben put Ben has put a peanut butter and jelly in the VCR as a video once. But yeah, Ben Ben put you in the dryer, turned it on, and we heard from the other room a, a thumping, and we go in, and Jake's tumbling around in the dryer. <laughs> and as, as a kid, I would always bang my head again. I'd say, me, eat the meds, or I hate Connecticut, or something like that. And I would just bang my head asleep, and you wonder if that's why. Uh, that's that all started. Um, we used to call him Benisms, where he would do dumb things that no one else would do. Um, he created his own things, like uh, when he dropped a bowling ball on your foot. Didn't he like poke your eye out once or something? He did. He poked my eye out with a plastic flute <laughs> and ruptured my cornea. <laughs> a plastic flute? I didn't yeah. even know this. Well, no. they used to give toys at at Posture Line, the children's shoe store, and. After you got your shoes, if you were good in the store, they gave you a little toy. And he picked up a plastic flute and poked me with it. Ben, what happened here? Step on the mic. What what happened as you as a child? Were you just dumb at times, or were you just? <laughs> oh my God, Jake! Yeah. Hey, Ben Brown here. <laughs> uh, could you repeat the question? Please? What what happened? What what were these Benisms? How did they come about? Uh, I was a little slow, and so I would do things that were deemed <laughs> silly or stupid, and so we just made it a joke that it was called a Benism. Some things that just only I would do. It was kind of special that way. What was the dumbest thing that you ever did? Uh, so much to go off of. Sorry to well, think. I got the dumbest thing that Jake ever did. Uh-oh. Um, Jake and Ben used to go at it once in a while, so he wrote on the... Uh, we had this blackboard on the, on the um, refrigerator, and he said, Ben is dumb. D-U-M. <laughs> Called Ben dumb, but spelled it D-U-M. So I, I was young. I made up. I was in the spelling bee once. Got all, out on the word research. Um, and I actually, it's, bad, it's crazy. I remember this. That I, you ended up getting me Mets tickets out of it. And it was, I think it was the date of the game. I, I don't know how I remember this. It was like May 8, 2000 versus the Giants. Something like that. It's crazy. Only you would remember who was playing in the game. Yeah, the Mets, Giants, Shea Stadium. The year they made the World Series, I think it was 2000 or 2001. might have been 2000. Um, but yeah, um, so you have three kids. Ben has some moments. I have some moments. Robert, what moments did you have as 
being a dumb kid at, at times. Oh, I, I think I was the smartest one. I don't think I made any mistakes. I don't know about that. Although, Robert, we, I can remember a time when Rob was little. Somehow, Mom and I had stepped out of, we were on the second floor of this, oh, of, yeah. of this apartment that we lived in. And it was very nice living in the apartment. We really loved it, even though it was small and tiny. We, we enjoyed living there. Um, and for some reason, the door closed behind Mom and I. And Robert was stuck in the apartment by himself, and he was just a baby. Maybe like three, Noel? Four? It was like two and a half. Two and a half. So now we're panicked. We have to go get the maintenance guys, and they get in the apartment, and there's Robert sitting in front of the TV with about four chocolate bars all over his face. We had these candy bars that we kept up in the cabinet, and he brought over like a step stool, and he went, climbed up and got them. And he was watching Wheel of Fortune, and he was screaming at the TV, buy a vowel, buy a vowel. And he had chocolate all over his face. It's good we're adults now, because once this interview gets out, if child services heard this, they may be carting us away. Jake <laughs> in the dryer, being locked in the apartment. Um, how great was it for you guys when we did move to a bigger house? Obviously, it was tough on us. Ben was sad. Um, you were sad, Mom. Uh, we were all sad. Uh, you were sad. You had signs on the bus that said, I hate Connecticut. <laughs> <laughs> I used you to type were the in, saddest of all. In the, yeah, in the foggy, foggy windows. Um, but was it nice when you move into that big house and it just kind of relieving to you? It was nice, but if I look back, I think that we were all the happiest when we lived in Little Neck. I don't know about in that. In the apartment. I think that was really I, I nice think memories. E I there. disagree. I think each phase of our life changed. When we lived in the apartment, first of all, we lived with Robert in College Point for one year in Mommy's place. Then we moved to Little Neck into this small apartment, which we said we were only going to live there five years. The market crashed, and we wound up living there 10 years. So we really enjoyed that time there. And I think when we moved in Connecticut, we raised you in Trumbull. Uh, you guys all went to the same schools. You had a lot of fun. The boys were in the marching bands, and it was really fun, and we enjoyed it. And then we moved on from there after you went to college. So I think each place we lived in, we learned a little something different, and we kind of moved on to the next stage of our lives. And I don't think it was one was better than the other. But I think if you ask the boys where they were happiest, I think they would say, Little Nick, let's ask them right now. I think now. Jake was too little. Jake, no, no let him vote, though. What um, was your favorite place to live? Favorite place to live, I'd say. In term, uh, well, I love Little Neck. I think that's tough. I think Connecticut at the time it got better as time went on, as you make friends. One of them watching the video right now, Steve Michelle. Um, oh, hey, Steve, how are you? <laughs> um, and I'd say Connecticut was the nicest house. We had the big screen. We had nice rooms. Um, Little Neck was obviously the original home. It's tough to really compare. North Carolina, I definitely didn't like just because it was so far from everything. Yeah. Um, I don't but know. you I, grew up in Connecticut, really. Connecticut was the most lived... comfortable, but in the long run, it, I mean, it was kind of, there's nothing to do there. Okay, But ben, I think my childhood was there, so the memories were there, so I'd say Connecticut. Okay, Ben, what would you vote? I'd say it was a healthy combination of all the places. Uh, Connecticut was probably the most... Uh, growth just because that was our formative years and uh you know little neck was great i think it would have been a played out differently had we grew up there i missed kind of the diversity and and being in new york and having everything around us but yeah robert i don't know if i have a preference i, I don't think it's more than location i think it was more had to do with how old we were and our age and the time of our lives i mean 
New York, you know, I I was there in around fifth grade. I remember growing up in Queens, we had so much freedom. We could walk out of the school and walk down to the pizza place with our buddies for lunch during school, and they let you go. And then I moved to Connecticut, and you had to kind of go to the bathroom with a buddy. So it was a very different uh, lifestyle, but, you know, there were good and uh, bad things. Well, what about Ro- well, Robert got to experience more in New York because he was a little older. I was only seven, so I could, well, I could barely the speak. What band, Rob? The great times you had Yeah, in obviously, you know, again, it's yeah, sitting living versus years, suburban different. living. But, yeah, I've, I have great childhood memories from Queens, and I have great, you know, adolescent and uh, other memories from Connecticut. Um, when we're in Connecticut... You build friendships. Did you feel like, I don't know, the, the you overcame the move kind of where you started to get more friends? You had the Wexlers. You had the Bubblecos. You, you developed more friendships. Did you feel like it was more? It became more of a home over time? Because at first it was definitely a struggle for all of us going to this new place, small town. You don't go and get pizza on the corner. It's, you got to oh, go I, drive 10 I minutes away. I loved Connecticut. I loved living in Connecticut. When I... I wouldn't say that Little Neck was better than Connecticut. I'm just saying I like, I think my memories of you when you're really small from Little Neck was special, but I loved living in Connecticut. Um, we had wonderful friends there and um, just great experiences there. That? Yeah, I think each one was different. I, I think living in, in Little Neck was nice because we had friends in Little Neck that we enjoyed. Um, uh, we used to play cards every week with a bunch of the guys in the neighborhood. Uh, the Surlins, um, Sean and his... Sean's, the Hoffmans. The Hoffmans. Um, McDermott. The McDermott's. We were friends with Mel and Roy DeFici, with Christopher and Lewis. So we did a lot of things, and I think we, we were always busy because you were little. When we moved to Connecticut, it was a little different. It was urb- uh, suburban living. Uh, it was like Stepford, you know, people would go down to the bus stop with cookies for the kids, which was really unusual. But we felt we had to move somewhere. We wanted a house, and we felt we wanted to get out of New York. Um, and when we moved to Trumbull, it was rated in the top 50 uh, towns in the U.S., so it was really a nice place to live. Um, so enjoyable. You guys all were in marching band. You took language. Um, it was just a different part of our lives, I think. And really, when we moved to... Uh, North Carolina was really removed from my job more than anything. Uh, Jake uh, was the only one who was in his senior year, so he really hated me for moving him out of... Uh, I remember when you told me the news we were going to a Nets-Celtics game, January... <laughs> always a ga- it revolves around a game. It was January 2008, and we were. I remember I was in a bad mood, and there was a terrible rise to the game. So, yeah. continue. So, <laughs> so for for Benjamin and Robert, it wasn't... It, was, it wasn't as bad because they were both in college. So for them, they've already taken their next steps, and so it was very different for them. So Jake was really upset. He didn't really like it down there. But if you ask him today, was it a good experience, he will say absolutely it was good. It showed him different things. It, it made him come back to New York. Because I was a loser in, Connect, in, North, I mean in Connecticut. So I think moving I was a culture shock, and it, it made me a more – it opened my horizons to women, to – Different sports to just to different food. <laughs> I didn't talk to girls at all in Connecticut. Like I had Why friends, women but like there in North Carolina. I didn't I'm saying it, any not, there were none, but I'm saying it. Oh. It made me. You I was were, not very social in I Connecticut. I would classify you as a loser. No, you, I was a loser. 
You I didn't, know I, you I didn't wear not. jeans. I wear sweatpants well, every day. What loser wears sweatpants that, every you day? You were a kid, Jay. No, nah, I think I was a loser. You worked uh, at Walgreens? I didn't curse. Not. I didn't curse until senior year. Now tell you, the story. That means you're a I loser? I think this is you know, a story. Curse? Cursing means you're not a Did loser? You, I, don't I said Pikachu sucks, and I'm pretty sure you, one of you put soap in my mouth. I think it was you. This is a good thing to explore. So when we grew up, we we never could curse. I think the the couple times we did, you know, you put soap in Jake's mouth, but we we never really cursed. In the I didn't believe house. I didn't believe in cursing. I don't curse today, and I don't think you need to curse to speak the language. So I was very strict with the boys. But let's ask him today, uh, Ben. Was I overly strict with you guys, or no? <laughs> Rob, soft speaker, Robert. No, I, I, there were a couple. I could recall, you know, sir, I think. Certain vacations where the the shoe came out, Jake. That was with the shoehorn. Break out the shoehorn. Yeah, you hit me with a shoe on Jake, the on the thigh. Jake once. was kind of misbehaving, so he dad smacked him with the shoe, and uh, that quieted him down. But yeah, no, you, we were pretty. <laughs> yeah, but overall, you guys weren't uh, abused. You would you were treated very very well by mom and I, and you had a very nice upbringing. What would you say is the best quality about each of us and which is the worst quality about each of us? Start with Robert. Go ahead, Mom. <laughs> oh, me? So, about who? No, Everyone? Mom and Dad. What is the wor oh, best and oh, worst quality about each of us? For each of you? Yep. Okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. This is going to be Don't go crazy. Just keep it do I have, PG rated. Do I have rated. to do in chronological order or any, any order. order? Just go ahead, honey. All right, Jake, not that I'll difficult. say... Your best quality is you're very charismatic and you're very hardworking and you are like a dog with a bone. You don't give up on things. I think your worst Be quality... Be careful with this one because... No, it's okay. Your worst <laughs> quality is that you're selfish. Right. Um, <laughs> and right. that's it. Savage. Okay, Ben, um, I think your best quality is you're very empathetic and you're very kind and you put other people before yourself and that's a really nice way to be. Um, I can't think of a worse quality for you. Of course. I, I can't. I actually can't think of a worse I, so quality. So here's another Can question. If we don't know, Ben is mom's favorite son, we could say. No, <laughs> I don't I have a favorite in son. Because she lives with him. In childhood, I, I do think Ben... Got preferential treatment, which is interesting because he was the oh, middle child. Jake, would you agree with that? With that? I agree. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did. It must be something with a middle son, but yeah. No, I don't think so. Not not over, not substantial, but in certain scenarios, if it was a, a toss up between the three of us, he would. You know, if we were all in a fight, which would happen a lot, the three of us would fight a lot as kids. You know, Ben would always be the one that came out. You know, it, we, me and Jake would get. Uh, in trouble over Ben. Yeah, but let me defend mom here. She's thank you, I mommy. Loves you all very much. Thank you. And she's only as happy as her saddest son. So if one of you are not doing well, uh, mom is going to be very upset. She worries about you today as much as she did when you were little kids. Thank all right, back to the question. What my my okay, best advice, Robert? Mom. Still haven't got a worse for Ben, but okay. I I can't proving think... the point. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't see him as having any flaws. So I can't think. Point I'm proven. Make one up. The favorite. He's not the favorite. I, just, I would say he is kind of messy. I, I, I would say I would messy. say yeah, Ben is messy for sure. There you go. And but that's not a flaw let it out. to be messy. But, but Ben's sensitive, but which is probably why you won't say no, his no, flaw. No, so that's I his flaw. He's, he's no, ben is like LeBron James. If we wanted to get to bring the sports angle, no. when it comes to fouls, and Ben is very messy. Uh, but 
you I, know I could say my own worst quality just to just to I think yeah I'm messy I think I'm I could be a little over emotional at times uh but I'm an actor, so I'm over dramatic. That's kind of comes with the territory. But. Shameless plug. If you need an actor, yeah. shameless plug. Ben Brown commercials. Uh, ben Brown show. Check out his real. Ben Brown. There's not a Ben Brown show yet. Ben Jamin. But there will be someday. All right. So okay. Robert. Robert. Best I quality. Robert's best quality is his sense of humor. He's very, very witty. Um, he's very smart. He's very kind. Oh, I got like three or four son. best yeah, qualities. A, Maybe I'm the favorite. He has a lot of good I get qualities. The I have the least. Um, <laughs> Sigh. Sigh. Um, Robert, I can't really think of a bad quality with Robert. Um, Robert, I, this is going to sound bad if I say this, but he kind of has a whole package. I think like when I describe Ladies. him to people, I think he has... A perfect mix of he's very handsome, he's smart, good personality, good job, but but nothing. I, no I really can't think of a bad thing about him. All right, so I'm obviously the least favorite of the three. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, obvious. you know, I, I think I, I, welcome to Jake Ranch. <laughs> first of all, uh, Jake is very sensitive and he hides it very well. well so that's not true. Jake, Jake <laughs> pretends he's got this hot exterior, but in the end, things do bother him. Quite yeah, when bit. you see Jake with little children, Jake is great with kids and dogs. And dogs, well, yeah. I'm not a big dog. I like Jake's puppies, a big right? softy. Yeah, he is. he is. Um, with rainbow sprinkles. <laughs> all right, the Brown family's here. Noel, Ben, Robert, and Robert. Um, all right, so girls. Now, oh boy, mom, you always <laughs> like to ask about girls. Who are you talking about? Blah blah. blah. Oh. If you had a prediction. I mean, based on age, I would say Robert. Who do you think gets married first of the three? I would say you, Jake. Oh, oh. To this day, she's always. Said I always you, say you. that you get oh, married first. I, I could not be more wrong on that one, but you don't well, know that. Things There's could no change. Proof. It's a pretty level playing field at the moment. Is the there? Yeah. Well, the, is there a girl out of each of us that you love the? I know Brooke oh, with mine. You love boy. the most. Oh, here we go. Oh. Let's let's I let it all out. Brooke, oh, the is I, there a fifth? Or you can plead the fifth if you want, but no, no. Give Tell the truth. What's the question? The best know. girl that we've had Give that you wish would maybe married. I know you loved Brooke. Out of the, out of let, the let three of you, for each of us, is there oh. one for each? Give a shout out to the cook. I, that I, I can't. This is not okay, a good say subject. Oh, wait, I'll just say it. I'll, <laughs> I just, <laughs> I'll, I'll say Brooke. <laughs> Obviously. Brooke was. Probably out of all the girls, my favorite oh, girl. Is there one for Ben and Robert? I don't want to go. I don't think that I should answer that. I don't. You don't have a favorite that. ever. I no, mean, I'm going to just say the only real favorite. I, I felt very close to Brooke, so it's just the different. only Jew. Coincidence? How, I don't. think No, so. that's not. No. That's <laughs> How not important that. is to you that we do marry a, a Jewish person? Well, years ago, that was very important to me. At this point, I would say it's not even on the map anymore. She'll just settle for a take, grandkid. Take an agnostic yeah, I, right. I'd like to be a grandmother before I'm Well, crippled. how bad do you want a grandchild? Because every call is, who's the gill? Who are you talking to? I want a grandchild very badly. I, 
I wanted to work. Is that the main reason you asked the question so much? Because you wanted to get a job? Yeah, but I don't get treated very well when I ask the question by you. That Talk about flaws. That's what I was <laughs> well, saying. Well, we all don't like when you ask all the time because it's our private business. Actually, that's not true. Ben, I could ask Ben anything. He doesn't Well, he lives with angry. you and you make him dinner every night. So it's No, different. I don't make him dinner every night. I hope. Every other night, Jake? Every <laughs> other night, yeah. I, I have no, no home cooking. Ben's, all, Ben's really good. He eats all the leftovers. Yeah. 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 Leftover McGee dinner. over here. <laughs> Two meals. Um, so it is important to you that we ha- we get we have a significant other. Do you feel like that? Do you makes- have an announcement you're going to make? No, right now on zero air? announnements. Okay. It- Mommy just wants you guys to have yeah, nice right a nice girl. Uh, that I would, just want that you guys treat to you, be happy. That will That's treat all. you nice, and that you have something in common, and that you have that you have the same goals and objectives in life. Um, that's what she wants. Yeah, thank you. Being Jewish uh, is if, uh, because I'm not. I'm not Jewish, and Mom married me. I think Mom would like you guys to marry a Jewish girl, but in the end, if you don't, as long as the person makes you a better person, that's what Mom looks for. Are you? Are you I have some other important factors. I would like a girl that has a career, just because I think that it will make it easier for you. You're, you always were in a family with the mom who was working. I think it would be nice if you met someone who had a good job to help you so you don't have to pay for everything. So mom's kind of a gold digger for us. So I have a quick story. A, a few oh, years ago, no. mom had someone in mind for me. I'm not going to mention names, but I get the call and she says, you got to talk to this girl. And she said, she's good looking. She's Jewish. And she's got a shit ton of money. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> You, I don't know if you said that, I'm, but you said something along those lines. It was I kind of you, you guys like some it. of the. I mean, recently, dentists. You said book your appointment. Me and me and Bob met on this day thirty years ago. I tell you because I want you to marry dentists. Cause they have Jake, doctor, oh, yeah. lawyer, Indian princess. Yeah, it was our anniversary of the day that Daddy and I met, and you were telling me about the dentist that you were talking to, and I said, wouldn't that be nice if something you made a connection with this girl on the same day that Daddy and I made our connection. And then you proceeded to write me 20 different hateful uh, text that's messages. That's like three, relax. But. No, it was closer to 20. Maybe we were like 18. No, but it was three. I could pull them up on my phone now. No, and they were very mean and you hurt my feelings. Yeah, so, so the bottom line is mom only wants what's best for you guys. And you have to take into account that mom and I have lived a lot longer and we know what good looks like. We've married 32 years. Do you guys, are you prideful of what each one of us does? Like when you see something, how important is that to you? Of course, I'm proud of I'm proud of you. If, if you never went any further in your professional goals from where you are today, I'm very proud for each of you for different reasons. Here come the yeah. tears. Let, let it all <laughs> out. The emotions are coming out. I, I, this, think, I think I, each one of you are passionate about what you do, which is really important. Um, I disagree with mom. I'd like to see you in a better place than, <laughs> than you are today. But that takes time. You're, both, you're all three fairly young, um, but you're all passionate about what you do. And I've always said, as long as you have passion around what you do, you should keep doing it. But I would like to see all three of you more successful than you are today. So I disagree with mom there. <laughs> um, all right, I think we've covered everything. Is there any, what else is there do we have to cover? Anything? Now I'll tell you one reason why I wish you would met a nice girl. Because you know when you get sick and you get a sore throat, they can and make a your soup and they can take yeah. care of you and they can blow your nose and go yeah, to CVS and, and get bad. your medicine. I always feel bad because I think if you were with a nice girl, she would come over and 
and she doesn't have to make you soup, but she could bring you soup and just make sure you eat more healthy foods. So and we'll just get Jake a live-in nurse or something. Yeah, I thought about that. <laughs> what else do you guys need to accomplish in life, Mom? You're you're both getting a little older. Um, oh, thank you. Look, but no birthday. Have we? Have happy we said birthday, that's Dad. Dad's birthday? We did. There's a birthday episode today. Both look younger than your age. I say, Mom, more than Dad, because Dad's hair is getting a little gray, but still. Uh, Mom, no wrinkles as you approach oh, as you. you approach the AARP card. But um, <laughs> what else do you guys want to do here the rest of your life? What do you need to accomplish? Because I know you guys are more low key and you like to do dinner and movies and you don't like to really have super fun things. But like, there's is there stuff you still you like to travel? Like but travel, what yeah. what's on your bucket list that's left uh, before? My so main like, thing on my bucket list is to be a grandmother. That's, all right, that's one. one. What else? That's pretty much it. That's the only thing. That's all you're living for these next 30 <laughs> <Yeah>. years. <laughs> yeah. Dad, what, get busy. Is there a car that you want to own? Now, you're a big car guy. You switch cars every like six months. Right. Uh, got rid of your GTR recently. You want, you want the 2018 SRT8. Bring it back to life. Uh, yeah, so, but what so do you cars do? are a passion, but they're not everything. Um, I think just being healthy and living healthy with mom and taking whatever stage we take uh, one day at a time. Uh, mom and I still work both really hard today, which is great. We have good jobs, and uh, Mom has her own business, and I work for a big company. So um, as long as we can keep doing that for the next five to eight years, uh, then we would go into the next stage of life. Hopefully, you boys will be more settled in what you do, because as Mom says, we're only as happy as uh, the saddest one. Is that what is that the expression? You're only as happy as your weakest child. I think you said saddest child. Saddest child. Oh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> that means if one of you is not doing well, I can't do well. How can I do well if you're not happy? Are you looking forward to being a grandfather, Bob? I, I'm looking forward to being a grandfather, but it's not the last. It's not. I'm. It's praying. not on your bucket list. Technically, no. they both already are for Hulk, my seven-pound multi-poo dog. Yeah. Yes. No. Hulk. <laughs> yeah, so so I, I it's it's not like I'm I'm praying that they have a, a child so I could be a grandfather. I I don't think they should have children unless they're ready and they have somebody that they love. If they never happens, then I sh I'm not going to have grandchildren. I mean that's just the way it should be. I don't think you should have a child when you're not ready to have one because the child takes a lot of work. It takes significant effort. Uh, it takes financial support, and if you don't have those things, it just makes your life really difficult and you may not raise the child in the right way. Uh, before we wrap up, is there a story that from our lives that we have not heard that we don't know about that you could break right right now? Is there anything? Nothing? No, I can't think of one. Well, yeah. maybe you could say your favorite time with the boys, like the beach story. Or your favorite moment. My favorite moment, I think you all could guess that already. It's when we went to the beach and um, we bought these hero sandwiches and we were in the water together. Jake in the leopard bikini, by the yes, way. Yes. That, that you posted on Facebook, Facebook for photo. everyone to see. Well, it's a great picture. That's the best, to the best day, picture. Jake still wears that. He <laughs> does. <laughs> no, and we were in the water, and we said, look at those poor people on the beach. The seagulls are eating their sandwiches. And then we realized it was our blanket, and we ran out, and all of our sandwiches were gone. The seagulls ate them. But that was a good day. Your favorite story, Dad? I think I have two, but uh, the second story would be when we used to go into Scobie Diner 
um, on Northern Boulevard, and you guys used to kind of go in there and sit and eat, and, and everybody was always cooing over you because you were very well behaved. But my main story is when we uh, rode bicycles from Little Neck all the way into Bayside, where Jake, uh, I was like the Pied Piper. You guys were riding behind me with the bicycles, and Jake had this uh, small bicycle with training wheels, and he was pedaling furiously just to keep up. <laughs> And that was fun because the time we got home, I think Jake had fallen off the bike once and had a scratch and mom was all worried. But that was really a lot of fun. We, we uh, went down Little Neck Bay. We went all the way into Bayside. And then, we, then we took the bikes all the way back. And you guys must have been how old in a while? I mean, really. They like, were small. Like what ages? Nine, Robert six, was, yeah. Like, That's when I got the scar. Oh, you yeah, so Ben fell off. Jake fell off. <laughs> but it was an adventure for us. <laughs> they all fell. Everyone was hurt. Um, do you guys plan to retire North Carolina? Where do you want to live? Where do you feel like moving? Florida? I want to live where the grandchildren are. Oh, so it, it's really up to you. <laughs> I don't if I don't if the if there are grandchildren, I don't want to live very far away from them. Do so you I have to wait? Want to because I know you you guys will complain about New York. You come here and have a good time, but in long spurts, you, you're old for that or whatever. Do you plan on coming back to New York? I know, Dad, you probably dislike it more than. Mom, because you worked here. In no, I, I don't dislike New York. New York's a great city. In terms of living, you dislike. Well, it's crowded. crowded. Um, you know, I may get a job here in the future. Who knows? But in the end, I think New York is where I grew up, so it'll always have a special place um, for me. I grew up in College Point. I lived in New York for 38 years. So you can never say you know no to where you grew up. But in the end, for me, it's probably going to be the Carolinas or Florida. Uh, would be my, my my retirement. I don't plan on retiring for another eight more years, if that knock on wood. But I would say Carolinas or Florida would be probably my choice. All right, Noel Brown, Robert Brown, Bob Brown, Ben Brown, the Brown family. Uh, it's been a great show, and I'll say you guys have raised us very well over the years. And I appreciate you Thank being you. great parents and making us all chase our dreams and have a good childhood and a great life. And Thank we've you. always had, a, I mean, besides the little neck apartment. Um, a nice home, I'd say, and uh, I think it's important to have good morals and all that jazz. Um, so I appreciate that. And, Jake, uh, it was a pleasure being on the show today. It was a pleasure being on the Jake Brown Show, Rob, Sports Radio. Played that it. Yes. Ben, good I'll luck in your act, actor, actoring career, acting career. Um, and thanks yeah, for, for anybody who's listening out there, if you've got a, a part in any kind of big movie <laughs> or um, any movie. <laughs> any uh, TV show, or potentially uh, the Fast and Furious Nine, Ben and I will both be uh, auditioning for that one. <laughs> and we didn't even mention this before we wrap up that you, Ben and Bob, were in West Side Story together in high school. Now, one of you was Officer Krupke. No, L Lieutenant Shrank. I was Lieutenant Shrank. Shrank and Who were ben? you, Ben? I was Riff, Riff of the Jets. And that was another great moment that I felt like I was throwing there. Uh, Guys, thanks for coming in. Okay. Thanks for having thanks. me. Brown family out. Out to dinner. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 